Hey friends, welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. This is Dan once again. Quick question for you. What do tennis, gardening, Jesus, and golf have in common? You give up? To some people, they're just hobbies. They're hobbies. (laughs) And I'm not even just talking about non-believers either. I'm talking about believers and non-believers alike. I've spoken with some non-believers who say that, like, Jesus is this great guy. He's, he's a teacher. He's peaceful. He has a lot of wisdom. And, and they even live by some of his teachings. And then I've also spoken with believers who confess with their mouths that Jesus is king and their savior. But they don't really live by his teachings. Like, we don't see that. We even see these believers may not even really going to church. They don't even want to be part of the body of Christ, even if they can. I know some people are unable to, but the ones that are able to, they don't even want to. They might go maybe around Easter or Christmas. But the other 363 days, right, Jesus may play like this small background role in their lives. So what is going on here? I mentioned in a previous episode that we are the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ who has accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Now, why this is important is that just because we profess this with our mouths doesn't mean that we have fully given our lives to Christ. Now, we may use the Bible or Christian music or Christian movies or shows or sermons or podcasts or videos and even even brick and mortar churches as a place that we like to go to, but it's just a hobby. We say we accept Jesus. We accept him. That's great. He died for me. I accept that. And he resurrected for me. I accept that. But our fruits might not show it. We sometimes don't even have this urge to step foot in a church or get involved with spreading the gospel at all to people at community events or even on the fly when God calls us. We just talked about being called by God and not now God. Some people just don't even really care to to make Jesus their primary focus every single day. And, and, and trust me when I say this, folks, the things that we teach here, the things that we preach here, the things that we say on this podcast are geared towards everyone, including myself and Stacy, everybody. I just don't want people to think, and we say this a lot, I don't want people to think that we're just pointing fingers or like convicting you and condemning you and looking down upon you. Not at all. I'm. These things are the things that hit me pretty much first <laughs> when I write these, these things, when I write these things down. That is the Holy Spirit convicting me because I do this too. And it shouldn't, but sometimes it irks me. <laughs> irks meaning like annoys me. When I talk to a non-believer about Jesus and how we found this true joy, this true hope, this true peace in a, in a good understanding of what love really is. And then they say something like, oh, I'm glad you found what works best for you. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you found what works for you. And it shouldn't annoy me and it shouldn't irk me, but it does because I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Jesus is for everyone. You can also witness true joy, true hope, true peace, and an understanding of real love, what what love really is, if you start following Jesus too. And that's, that's where I fall short a little bit. But 
attending church in in a Christ community fellowship and these get-togethers for meals or for partying even and just getting together to celebrate Jesus Christ is not just a thing that we do for fun. This is not just a hobby. It is fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's not to get that little... I feel like going to party today and I want the party aspect of it than the actual glorification of Christ or the celebration of Christ. It's not just a hobby. Following Christ is not just a hobby. It's not a hobby at all. It's a fully transformed way of living. A new life. And one of the most worrying Bible verses I've ever read is this one from Mark 7, 6. And I'm reading from the New King James Version here. And it says this. He says, He answered and said to them, this is Jesus talking, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, as he usually does, because the context around this verse is that they're asking why his disciples aren't following the commandments to a T. I mean, there were a lot of commandments that were passed along to us from God, from the Father. But the commandments that Jesus is talking about here are man-made ones. These are ones that were passed down from generation to generation to do or else you're not upright or you're not righteous in God's eyes. They were man-made. They were human rules that these Pharisees and Sadducees decided to continue to, to enforce. And he's referencing, Jesus is referencing this verse from Isaiah the prophet hundreds of years. This is hundreds of years before where the Pharisees and Sadducees knew these scriptures very well, tying everything back to what they were doing and showing them who the real false prophets were. So this is Isaiah 29 verse 13. And again, these are all in the description for you to review later on if you'd like, or I'm going to read them and you can... Read along with me. But Isaiah 29, verse 13, this is New King James again, says, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. When these traditions become habitual over time, they almost turn following God into a hobby. We start to forget why we're even doing them, if we're even doing them at all, right? And I believe this is the reason why many have walked away from from the church or from Christ in general. They felt like it was this obligation to love and do this hobby, to go to church, hang out with Christians, try to follow commandments, be a quote-unquote good person, etc. All these rules and regulations and all these traditions that you do or else. And we shouldn't I don't want to pass any judgment onto these people. I don't know where their hearts truly are because they've been scarred. They've been scarred by what they thought the church is and was. They think this is what church is. They think you just got to go here, do some hand signals, bow down, sing a couple hymns, do a couple things, and then you are saved. And then you are, you're going to heaven if you do this enough or if you become a good person because of this and you do that enough then you go to heaven and this is what the pharisees and sadducees were pushing on people and the pharisees and sadducees were saying hey how come you're not washing your hands as we were told to do how come you you're doing this on the sabbath how come you're saving someone on the sabbath i mean how crazy does that sound 
the way we participate with God to bring people back to him is by following Christ and allowing him to transform us first and then all other things follow. When all of this comes back to the basics of loving Christ with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, this is Deuteronomy 6.5 and Luke 10.27, when you do that, the burden comes off. The burden comes off and following Christ is no longer just a hobby or an obligation even. It's a fully transformed way of life. I don't want people to keep thinking that, okay, you go to church, that's cool, so that's what you do on your Sunday mornings or whatever, and then and then you just go home, and then what else did you do for the, on the weekend? You know, it's like one of those things where we kind of just throw it aside. We throw Jesus aside. Like I said, Jesus is like this little background actor in our lives, and we have these other things that we have going on, and he's just thrown in there as a hobby, and we're not transforming our lives. And again, I see this in believers as well, where there's so many believers that are just I carry on with their day. I know I have to go back to church on Sunday, or I got to go on Saturday, or I got to go do a Bible study here or there. And that's all wonderful stuff, but it's, um, it's almost like an obligation. It's almost like I picked up this awesome hobby for a couple months, and then I forget about it. It happens far too often. And again, it happens in my life too. Sometimes I pick up Jesus as a hobby. And I start to, I should really read this Bible and read this, these verses and I should really pray a little bit more and I should probably go to this Bible study and I should probably go to this men's group or whatever it is, right? And, and, then, it's, and then it becomes a burden on me because I'm treating it like a hobby instead of letting Jesus transform me first. And then I get super excited because the Spirit is working in me because I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love that Jesus has given us. I'm feeling that spirit moving in me to the point I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until church now. I can't wait till this Bible study. I can't wait till this this group that we get together to eat together and pray together. And then we just talk about Christ together. Those are freaking awesome. Those are so fun. So let's start to rethink, right? Let's look in ourselves And if we're using Jesus as a hobby, how can we get a little bit closer to Christ that we can get excited about these things? Now, I have a verse to meditate on that's aside from the other verses. This is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 27. It goes like this. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. One day, we will dig deeper into denying oneself and taking up your cross. But I love this verse from Jesus because he's not implying that we only need to go to church once a week or do Bible studies. But he's saying to fully surrender our lives to him. Pick up your cross. We like to treat him like a hobby. 
or something that's nice to know or something that's cool to do once in a while or something to maybe, oh, I, I think I have to do this in order to make it to heaven. He's asking for our hearts. He's asking for us to not treat him like a hobby. And he's not giving us an ultimatum either. He's saying, if you want to follow me, you can follow me, but you need to follow me, right? He's not, he's saying, if we're going to go, let's go all in. I want you to go all in with me. Can you go all in with me? I love you so much. And, and you'll see what, how much I love you in just in a little bit of time. Because when he was saying all this stuff in Matthew, he had not gone to the cross yet. But he's like, you will see how much God loves you. You will see how much I love you. So go all in for me. A hobby is something that we pick up once in a while. Because we might get excited about something. We want to try something new. And it gives us a little bit of temporary joy, possibly. A hobby is something that we fill our free time with. That we just fill our lives with. You know, in, in little bit of sections here and there. And then we dump them. We get rid of them when they get too stale, when they get too old. Let's not do that to Jesus. Because Jesus never did that to us. Now I have a couple questions to really hone in on this. Question number one. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Is he a hobby? Is he your Lord and Savior? Do you really truly accept him as your Lord and Savior? Who is Jesus to you? Question two, what are some ways you might have treated Jesus or the body of Christ as a hobby? Are there some ways in the past you might have treated Jesus or the body of Christ or the church as a hobby? And then finally, how can you surrender fully to God today? Thank you so much for joining in today. If you love this podcast, we want to hear from you. We want you to tell us. We want you to, to reach out to us so that we can build community with you as well. A couple of you have already done that, and we really appreciate it. And also, if you do love this podcast, if you can go ahead and rate it, you know, five stars or something high <laughs> on whatever application you're listening to this on, that would be super helpful. Because we want people to continue to hear the gospel. We want people to continue to learn what church is, who Jesus is, what the Holy Spirit does. We want people to continue to understand the Father's heart. So if you can do that for us, that'd be awesome. And we'd also love to hear from you. I want to close this out in prayer here. So if you could take your prayer posture, whatever that looks like, let's do that and let's talk to God. Our Father in heaven, we owe you our heart. We owe you everything because you gave everything for us to be with you. How great is that? How great are you? We want to surrender all things to you because being with you for eternity is the greatest gift that we could receive. And we pray that we are forgiving for treating you like just another worldly thing, just another hobby. We ask that you help us be guided by your spirit, so that we can avoid the temptations and distractions of the world and pray all of this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.